Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on Cell Sharab Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast, where I'm joined by my Sasha family member and, and, and my football brethren. <laughs> Around this time every year, we break it, we break down some of these playoff games. Uh, well, please welcome Roger Callender to the show. How you doing today, sir? Not too bad, not too bad. How you doing, Kelsey? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Man, look, man, we got some this is some good games this weekend, man. Holy shit. It's a real, it's a real good game today. I mean, sorry, this weekend. Let me tell you, man, this worked out just the way that I wanted it to. Like, four ultra-competitive teams. Like, this is going to be a crazy, two crazy, crazy matchups. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Well, let me ask you that, because if... I guess, I guess, you know, I, you know, I'm a Niners guy, so we'll, we'll, we'll start there. So let, I don't know whether to start my, my question with the, with the Niners or actually, no, I'll leave the Niners for last. I'll leave the Niners for last. Um, okay. But if Kansas City, right, because, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, too, and the challenges they may have facing the Bengals. But like if, if Kansas City loses this game at home, are, are, are we going to have to change the stadium name to Burrowhead Stadium? <laughs> Honestly, Kyle, I think they've already started to do that already, man. When you when you beat a team three times within the past two years, ooh, that that doesn't look good, man. That does not look good. I mean, I love Kansas City as a team, but right now I'm thinking like the mental aspect of it is it must be killing them. Think of how much pressure there must be on this team going into this game, knowing that they've already lost three times in the past two years. And once was inside of the for the for the AFC Championship, just yep. just like this game. If they lose again and they make it four in a row, oh my God, they they might need to rename that stadium, honestly. But it, you know, like I said again, we were talking about this yesterday. Everybody was sh- pretty shocked that the way they handled Buffalo, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the shock was because I'm mm-hmm. like. Like people are, I don't know if people weren't watching them this year. I'm like, yo, they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Not not only they're a really good team outside of outside of the Niners, they've won ten straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They won ten straight. They're they're the defending AFC champions. And who knows if if they would have got a chance to play that game, if they would have got the second seed, and this game might have been in Cincinnati had they not canceled it. You know, for the situation that happened with Devin Hamlin, mm-hmm. right? But you but yep. you have all that, and people are acting like this is a fluke. Especially because I guess they started the season off slow. I guess people yep. were, like even throughout the year they were talking about Buffalo, Kansas City, um, mm-hmm. Minnesota, Philly. They're talking about all these teams, and nobody was really talking about Cincinnati. And it, and it confused me throughout the year because I'm like, I'm like, are these guys not watching these games? Like Cincinnati is nice. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Cincinnati. You know what it is. You know what it is, Calvin. Um, Cincinnati is such an underrated team. They are so good. Yet I feel like all the hype every year is behind, you know, Kansas City, behind Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always behind certain teams, like the Chargers. Regardless, every year the Chargers are. They're, they're, they say the Chargers are going to make a play in the playoffs every single year. But every single year for the past three years, they've been sleeping on the Bengals. And the Bengals have such, like, I mean, they were 14 and 4 this year. And yeah, like you said, they started off horribly. Like, I remember the first two games were absolutely terrible. But then they gained their footing, and they, they've been pretty much dominating every, ever since, ever man. Since, yeah. yeah, they beat Buffalo. They beat, um, they beat, um, they beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. Like, they beat pretty much all the top teams 
inside the AFC and a lot of them in the NFC as well. But people just aren't talking about them for some strange reason, which I can't even understand myself. Like people are acting surprised, which is kind of crazy to me because didn't they just win the AFC championship last year? Yep. Didn't they beat Kansas City in Kansas City last year? Yep. So it's like, what's so shocking about that? Why, why is it so shocking that they're making it to, eight, to their second AFC championship in two years? Yeah, and it's funny because I'm looking at Burrow's stats. Like, Burrow, I mean, he's not going to be mentioned for no MVP or anything like that. But, I mean, forty-four, basically about 4,500 yards, 35 TDs, 12 picks. I mean, yeah. the, the guy's been pretty much sensational outside of his rookie year. And, and I would say outside of his rookie year only because he got hurt. Because, I, because I remember even a couple of years ago, me and you having these conversations about about Cincinnati and Burrow, and they're like, yo, the team sucks. And, I mean, he's a number one pick, so he should be good. But right. but even in his rookie year, you're like, yo, like, there's no, like, rookie wall or, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, no, he's got to get used to the speed of the game. Like, he was ready. Like, yeah. he was pretty much ready to go, you know what I mean, from, from jump. And then he got hurt. But it's like last year was like, okay, this guy's coming now. Like, he's here. And then we all got shocked when they beat Kansas City. But then yeah. – it just like I said again. Once once they got over that that early like rough spot, they, like they've been elite. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean, Joe Burrow's been amazing. Um, I don't know very many quarterbacks in the past three years who have made it to two AFC championships. The only ones that come to mind would be probably Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. That's I it. Mean, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, he's been in five AFC championships in, in that past five years, right? <laughs> Um, I think he was, yeah, five years, five AFC championships. That's he right. Was, yeah. He won one Super Bowl. Um, he lost one the next one to Brady. Lost the next one to Brady. You know, he lost the first one to Brady. Um, the next one he went to the Super Bowl and won. The one after that, um, he went to the Super Bowl again and lost. lost. And then yeah, last year he lost to the Bengals. Right. So, I mean... Yo, Joe Burrow is killing it, honestly, 100%. When I watch him, he reminds me so much of a younger, more mobile, probably even more confident Tom Brady. Mm. He has sensational weapons around him. He never loses his cool. He's crazy accurate. He doesn't have the biggest arm. Like he's not, he's not, Josh, he's not Josh Allen, and he's definitely not Patrick Mahomes in terms of his arm strength. Right. But he moves around enough that he doesn't get sacked. He has crazy accuracy. And look at his wide receivers, man. He has a track team as wide receivers with a solid run game. And even though the O-line is like, I think they were ranked 15th this year, he gets the ball out so quick that it doesn't even matter. The blitz doesn't even get to him. And, 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 and that, that O-line is probably an improvement from last year, too. It is, 100%. His O-line last year was horrible. I think he, out of all the quarterbacks, I think he got sacked the most last year. I remember, like, that's why going into the Super Bowl, I was kind of like, eh. I don't know if these guys are going to win because he was going against Aaron Donald and he was going against a, um, an amazing, amazing um, Rams defense. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this year it seems like the O-line, he lost three O-linemen within the past within the past two two um, two games. Did you know that? Like, no, he I lost three. Three out of the five are, are replacements. And everybody was talking about how they were going to possibly get beat because Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo has a fantastic defense as well. Buffalo barely touched this guy. And that was with three replacements O-linemen. Um, so, I mean, it's like, he's just playing at such a high level. And I feel like people aren't giving him his real, um, I don't think people are giving him the credit that he deserves.
No, and, and that's the thing, too, to your point. Once you give him time to throw, like just a little bit of time, not a ton of time, but if you just give him a little bit of time to throw, he's going to make all the throws. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the crazy part. Like he's going to make all the throws. And you once you got a number one receiver in Chase, like Chase as a wide receiver is basically uh, the wide receiver equivalent to him at this point. And, yeah. and they already have that chemistry because they played together at LSU. So – it's it's wild, man, to see where 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 he, where this thing is gone. But then the other thing is this too, like you know how it is in sports, man. When a team just has your number, yeah. And, and honestly, even when Mahomes went down, and I'm like, you know what? Even if Mahomes is healthy, I don't <laughs> think they're gonna beat Cincinnati. I, I just agree. You know, like I said, I'm at that point now where I'm kind of like, I don't know. And you know what it is from? You know, and I realize what it's from. Ever since that Super Bowl loss against Tampa Bay, they're still great. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're still great. They're still, like, must-see TV. And, you know what I mean? You don't want to miss, like, a moment of, of when they play. But a lot of it has to do with Mahomes and, yeah. you know, Kelsey and everybody else. But, like, ever since then, they kind of lost that air of invincibility. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like they're still great. But, you know, what it was, it's like they were like the Warriors when Durant got there, where it just felt like it wasn't fair for them to play any other team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, like when when um when they beat my Niners in the Super Bowl in 2020. If you remember, I wasn't really that disappointed. I mean, I was, I was, I was upset, but I wasn't that upset because I was like, it's Kansas City, man. It's Mahomes. Like, what what are you supposed to do? Like that's exactly. that's basically how I took it. I, I'm like, these guys are gonna run the league for the next two, three, four years. As long as they can keep everybody, everybody's healthy because they just felt unstoppable. They felt completely unbeatable at that point. Right, and I, and I remember that, that we were we were up like I swear we we're up by like two touchdowns in that in that game, and then they came back within five minutes. They won the Super Bowl. And I just sat there like, wow, what we do? We just got Mahomes. What what could, what can we do? But I don't yeah. feel, I don't feel that way about Kansas City anymore. Like, didn't you think? Okay, for example, didn't you think by now, like back in twenty twenty when they won that Super Bowl, didn't you think they'd have at least one more by now, if not two? Oh, absolutely. Which is which is crazy to me because it's not like Mahomes has been here for a crazy amount of time. No. But I, I figured like everybody was naming him as if he was the best quarterback basically in history. Right. And they're they're calling like signs of them being a dynasty, right? Mm. Winning three in a row and these guys are gonna have at least five championships within the next ten years and everybody was crowning him the king the king of the NFL. Yeah. And when the Bucks beat them, they beat them so bad that they beat all like they shattered like they shattered that mystique that was um, that was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I mean, I don't think they fully recovered from it. To be honest with you, I know it might, must be in the back of their head just because they got embarrassed on the biggest stage, um, you know, biggest stage of the world at the biggest sporting event in the world. And since then, I mean, they've been fantastic, and they're dominant. Don't get me wrong. They're dominant, but they're not unbeatable. No. And when it comes to the Bengals, they do not match up well with the Bengals at all. When the Bengals do well, Kansas City's defense does not do well. Kansas City's defense, I mean, they are really good when it comes to, like, their D-linemen. They're really good up front, but their back end isn't the greatest. Yeah. And when you're, when you're going to be facing, you know, Chase, Jamar Chase, when you have to be facing T. Higgins, who's a six foot four, 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 four guy, uh, Tyler Boyd, um, the great third but, receiver, too. 
Yeah, man. Like, T. Higgins would be a number one anywhere else on any other team. Yeah. And the fact that they have him and Chase is absolutely crazy. Like, I don't even know how they're going to keep him. Um, whenever T. Higgins, I think his contract is up this year, I don't know how, how they're going to keep him. Um, luckily, they're lucky that Chase is still on a rookie contract. Yeah, but T. Higgins is going to just demand at least probably 20, you know, 20 to 25 million a year. Mm. Even though Chase is still the number one guy on the team, but he's a rookie. Yeah. So I mean, their wide receivers are just spectacular, and then they have a good running game, and that's the most important part because I mean that takes a lot of pressure off Burrow too because they they have to be afraid of blitzing because you know Mixon or even Pirine. Pirine's a beast. He's like a bowling ball rhyming into people. I know. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be tough. Like I like I like Kansas City. I really do. I love Mahomes, but. I don't know, man. On, on, people people on need to take ankle, a second on, look at the, the Bengals. On a high ankle sprain, and you know he's going to be shot up like a horse? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I like, And that's the thing, too, because because he's so he's still at a, at a young age, you don't mm-hmm. – yeah, and it's football. So you know like you know that he's going to get shot up or, or hit up with so much painkillers. Like, it's going to be crazy. But yeah. you also don't want to mess with the future. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because like th- that, that it numbs you to the point where it's like you could you could do more damage. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's no structural damage. So I think it's just it's just managing the pain. So I yeah. think he's okay there. But if he takes another hit or blow to that ankle, you know it could be it could be catastrophic. But at the same time, we would all play him too because it's it's it's, it's you know the it's the right to the go to the Super Bowl. You, you unless it's actually a broken ankle or a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Pollard last week, unless it's one of those things, I'm like, he's gonna he's gonna play. He's gonna I agree. he's gonna play, but I think it's gonna it's gonna hurt him because the mobility of him moving around that that's gonna be that's gonna be compromised. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That people don't realize um, when you're throwing, when you're passing the ball, a lot of the power comes from your back foot and your the rotation in your hips. Right. All of that's gonna be off, off if you can't put weight on that leg, and they're gonna come after him. Like, oh, yeah. they are going to come after him. They're going to blitz. Even if they blitz three men, like, usually with Mahomes, what people tend to do is they only blitz three people, three guys, and then they drop everybody out, eight yeah. people in, in, in the secondary, right? right? And that's usually enough to kind of, you know, kind of, I, I guess, confuse them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. That's how people have beaten them in the past couple of years. Um, this year, I don't even think they're going to do that. I think they're going to blitz four, maybe even five guys, send them right up the gut, Double team Kelsey, take Kelsey away, and let Mahomes beat him on beat them on one leg, passing to Juju and um, shoot. Who else are the wide receivers on that team? I can't remember. Juju and uh, and um, what's the name of that other wide receiver that they got from um, Scandling? Scandling, yeah, um, Marcus Scandling. Scandling. Exactly, exactly. The one good thing that Mahomes does have for him is that um, he has Isaiah Pachenko. So this year they actually have a run game. A good run game. Like, yeah. I love that kid. He's an absolute beast. He's a rookie. He had like 830 yards, five touchdowns, and what I think he was only became a full time starter after like maybe the sixth or seventh game. Yeah, it took it took a while, like halfway through the year at least, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was probably even more. Yeah, it was like halfway through the, the year, and then also they they finally found Jerry McKinnon. Like he started balling out towards the end of the year too, catching those short little passes and taking them in for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like he was crazy in itself. So I I, I think that if Mahomes gets the gets the ball out quickly, uses if they use the running backs that they have, the running backs that they have, 
I think they should be okay to keep up. But I just, I don't know, man. Bengals offense, like their run game, their wide receivers, that's going to be hard, man. Tridadius Ward is going to be on Jamar Chase. Oh, I don't know about that, man. He didn't do so well against DK Metcalf when they went against uh, Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, and Chase is probably a fast, well, as fast as DK Metcalf. I don't want to say he's faster than DK because DK is a ridiculous freak. But Jamar Chase is probably just as big and maybe a little bit slower, but that's even a little bit slower still, like, 4-4, you know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. that game speed. Is that game speed is a little different? It is. That game, it speed, is. That game speed is a little, a little different. But who, what's what's the score? What, what how do you have the scoring go? Like, what, what, sorry, let me rephrase that. How how do you have it going? Well, this is the tough part because the last three games they played, they only had a difference of around three points, right? Yeah, in each close. and every game, each one came right down to the wire. Um, I think this time, I think I think the Bengals have the upper hand because. You know, Patrick Mahomes is on one leg, um, and I feel like their their defense is crazy underrated. They're playing amazing right now, so I would say that they're probably going to score probably around thirty points. I said Bengals will be thirty to let's say twenty one. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and that's only because Mahomes is injured. If Mahomes was injured, I'd say maybe three point would be like a three point differential. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because today I was seeing I don't know if you I don't know if you checked like Twitter and stuff like that but he was practicing and he was passing the ball okay so I don't know I'm kind of confused by that <laughs> does he really have a high ankle sprain like really like you had a high ankle sprain right uh, do yeah, you think it, it, do you think even even with a ba- even bandaged up do you think two days later you'd be at practice throwing passes no, I was, you think you'd be resting it right well I mean mind you I'm not a professional athlete at this especially at this stage of life. <laughs> But but I was definitely in a boot for at least I mean I couldn't put no weight on it for about two weeks. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So like it, aside from a break, that's one of the worst that's one of the worst yeah uh, injuries you could have because I, it takes it takes time. I'll be to be honest, I remember my doctor telling me at the time that it, it probably would have been better if I broke my ankle. It would wow. it would have healed faster though with because I, I had a severe one. I had a severe it took me like almost a year to recover from it. But <laughs> but I remember he was like you said like, it would have been better if you broke it. That's you, crazy. you probably would have healed faster from this than than like than the way you heard it. I'm like, oh, that's 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 awesome. It's great. Painful, man. Super, super painful. Like, I I've had probably I think I've had maybe around one or I've had that happen once or twice, mm-hmm. and I literally couldn't walk on it. I was literally hopping around for probably two weeks after that. Yeah, easily, easily. And I was, I mean, at the time. Early twenties when I was playing football. Well, early twenties, anyways, playing yeah. basketball. Then one time playing football, and it's a crazy painful injury. Oh my god! Crazy painful. It's wild. It's 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 a, it's a, it's a test. That was a different kind of pain. But you don't want to experience that in your forties, Roger. I will tell you that right now. That was not that was not a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I can imagine, Calvin. I can imagine. It, it was, yeah, it was not a good summer. I couldn't I couldn't wear dress shoes for about six months. At the, yep. and, if I, and, and it's funny that year I, I remember going to like a bunch of different weddings and galas and i always had to wear sneakers because i yeah. could i couldn't i literally couldn't put my my i couldn't like was on my right foot i couldn't put a a dress shoe on it wouldn't fit my ankle was still swollen for like for months so, so but but i mean but you know they're doing have they're they're moving heaven and earth to get this guy right 
You know what I mean? Or at least, or at least close to right. So I don't even know what they're doing right now. They, you know, they're doing Obia. They're doing all kind of craziness. But whatever they're doing, you know, they're they're, they're trying to make it work as much as possible. But but yeah, I, I'm, but I'm with you though. I I, I think um, I I I got Cincinnati. I would say thirty-one twenty-three. I, I'll say twenty-three. But I I think the the biggest thing for Kansas City is going to be the run game for sure. Like they if they can yeah. somehow control the to control the line of scrimmage and and get that run game going, that <laughs> might that might make things a little interesting because they got to. You know, they 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 gotta stack that line. If they can stack the line a little bit more, then that makes Mahomes really dangerous. So if they're running like if Pachenko's running like crazy or Pacheco's running like crazy, then I don't know, man. It, 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 it'll get it'll get interesting. But I think that's the key. Like their run game is the key. But, absolutely, absolutely. And and this year, the one thing that's different about Kansas City this year compared to last last year, Kansas City's O line is really really good. Like really really good. Definitely yeah. top five. So I mean, that's a big thing too. Like he's gonna, he's gonna need a lot of protection, man. Mm-hmm. He's gonna need a lot of protection. Oh, 100 percent. Now mm-hmm. I need you to tell me why the Niners won't make it to the Super Bowl. You know I'm biased. I'm I'm biased. <laughs> of course I'm gonna choose them, but but if they fail, what what's gonna be the reason why? I think choose it's your words reason. carefully, Roger. This might be your last <laughs> podcast. Sorry, go ahead. No pressure. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, I think if they lose, the sole reason is going to be because of a quarterback by the name of Jalen Hurts. That's what I think. Mm. I think Jalen Hurts is a beast. Like he is, he is hard, 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 hard to lock down. Yeah. This guy had what he had thirty-seven hundred yards this year, twenty-two passing touchdowns, only six interceptions, and then he had thirteen rushing touchdowns. Thirteen. Yeah. 13 rushing touchdowns and seven and 760 yards on the ground. He is going to be tough to handle. And I, don't get me wrong. I know that San Francisco has the number one. They have the number one defense. Um, and so it's, it's funny because these two match up like really, really well. It's, it's number one defense for San Francisco versus the number one offense in the Eagles. The Eagles have the number one offensive line. Jalen Hurts is a beast. Um, I just feel like Jalen first is probably going to be the different maker. Like if I if I would say that what is the biggest kink in San Francisco's armor, I would say most likely it's their quarterback, their rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. Even though he's been pretty steady up to this point, yeah. but he's going against the Eagles' defensive line that got. That did you know that they had over they had sixty eight sacks this year? Sixty eight. 68 sacks. They tied for number one of all time against wow. the Giants, the 85 Giants. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows how good the Eagles' defense is. Like, their defense it's is crazy. solid. Yeah. yeah. Out of all the teams, I'd say they, they are the most balanced. So, I mean, Jalen Hurst, I feel like he's going to be the difference maker. But, I mean, San Francisco, is they're going to be tough, man. They're going to be tough. Their run game is flipping strong. You know, having McCaffrey getting McCaffrey just wasn't fair. I don't know how the league allowed it. Like if I if if if, if it was a if it was fantasy football, you, I would have definitely just it. like yeah, oh, absolutely. It. I would veto that trade so quickly, guy. I mean, like, there's no way that these guys have such like every year they have such a strong strong run game, and it's pretty much plug and play, regardless of who they put in. Yeah. They're pretty damn strong, and now you get probably what a top three running back. It's just, it's just, it's just not fair, you know. And then they still have Kittle, they still have Debo Samuel's. Um, 
you know, they still have um, um, the other wide receiver. They have um, Brandon Ayuk. They got Kittle. Ayuk. Ayuk. Kittle. Yeah, they're stud old line. Like it's it, these two teams match up so well that I'm I am so happy to see this game. Like I, I was praying that this was going to be. I, I would love to see them in the Super Bowl, but obviously they're two NFC teams, so that's not even a possibility. But it feels like almost a Super Bowl type of game because I feel like whoever wins this game is going to win the Super Bowl. I feel like they have a really good chance of yeah. winning the Super Bowl. I think so too. I think so too. And and you know what? Props to Hurts though, because any other any other situation or scenario, I'd be rooting for Philly. I'd be rooting for <laughs> like I always I've always liked Philly, even though like I'm a Niners guy. I've always liked Philly from like the Cunningham days as we grew up on. You know yep. when, when when McNabb was was uh, was was balling. I was rooting for them to win. Black quarterbacks I was rooting for him. You know I was I was rooting. For, I I still got a I still got a Brian Dawkins jersey in my in my drawer. Believe it or not, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been watching Philly ever since back in the day, man. I mean, I love, I, I love both teams. Like, I love Philly, and I always like the Niners too. Yeah. I, I like the Niners. I mean, I'm not a diehard fan like you are because you know my team's the Pats. But right. I mean, you know, Philly, Philly's up there, man. Philly is definitely up there. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens because it's gonna be such a good game. They're so evenly matched. Yep. Um, you know, I feel like almost this is gonna come down to coaching and. Who kind of what defense? Which defense adapts the quickest? Two good coaches too. That's a <laughs> it's, it's, it's evenly matched across the board, man. Like honestly, I don't know where the who's got the the, the leg up in, in the area because they're just they they match up great. There's no mismatch. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy to see. You, you know you rarely see that. You rarely see that. You know they say style makes fights. So you know there might be a team that maybe runs better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like but Philly runs really well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like both teams have, both teams are so strong. Both teams are like their specialty. Like, let's just break down the players. I mean, you have Kittle versus Goddard. You have um, um, you have Debo Samuel's. You have Brian uh, uh, Brandon Brandon Ayuk Brandon or Brian Brandon yeah, Brandon Ayuk yeah Brandon Ayuk. And then on the other side, you have AJ Brown. You have Devontae Smith. Um, and then in the backfield, um, for Philly, they have Miles Sanders. They also have Kenneth Gainwell, which, who's very underrated. Um, and in San Francisco, they have McCaffrey. And they still have, um, what's the name of that other uh, running back? Mitchell. Mitchell, who's, Mitchell was good as it was. Like, I, I loved Mitchell. Like, this guy's a real banger. The only problem is he, can, he always gets injured. Yeah, that's He the, always yeah. gets injured. Yep. But when he runs, he runs hard. And this guy's super fast. So, I mean, those two offenses are so evenly matched. I feel like the only the only advantage that Philadelphia has is their quarterback and the fact that we yeah. haven't really seen, like, we've seen Brock Purdy play, and he's been pretty good. I mean, he's been really good since he started. He's he has, really like, 24, 21 touchdowns. Uh, he's had, sorry, he's had 13 touchdowns and four interceptions. And it's a completed uh, completion percentage of 107, um, 1,300 yards. And I'm not sure how many games he's played, like six, maybe seven games yeah, now, I think. About that, yeah. Yeah, but he's been pretty solid, man. He's been pretty solid. But Eagles defense, they're tough, man. They're going to come out. They're going to blitz the hell out of him. So we're really going to see whether he's the quarterback of the future for the Niners. And that's the funny thing, too. Like, that has to be one of the great late-round picks in terms of Someone who secured, like, I think, like, right now, even as it stands right now, I think he's somebody that 
secured his future in the league. And when I, when I mean by that, I mean like I don't mean like he's going to be a superstar. I just mean that for somebody who was the last pick of the draft, <laughs> usually those guys get cut or they end yeah. up in the CFL or something like that, right? And, sure. and like, I mean, these eight games or seven games that he's played, like he's basically secured a spot, whether it's a good backup or at least at some point a starter in the league. Like I think he's secured his, his spot. Now if they make the Super Bowl now, I think – yeah, now, now you like the the Niners are gonna have some 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 good decisions to make. I like to say good problems. They have to, they, they have some good problems to to figure out because then you got to decide what are you gonna do with Trey Lance, what are you gonna do with Purdy. You don't have to worry about that right now, but but if he yeah. makes it to the Super Bowl, you really got to start to consider it, right? And, oh, for sure. And and I'm like, to me, I think they're gonna have to give Lance a, a strong look because they gave him so many picks for him. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, you gave, they gave us so much picks for him. I'm like, you can't just be like, all right, this guy's a backup and that's it. The, the, you can't do that. They got to at least make them at least fight for it in camp. You know Absolutely. I mean? You have to you have to give him a first shot. You have to. I mean, they did give up three first-round picks for yeah. him. So, I mean, they, they, they have to give him a shot. And the thing is, I mean, like next year, like Rock Purdy, he's been really, really good. And out of the two, if I had to pick between Trey Lance and, and Purdy, I'd say Purdy would be the guy that I would go with. Just be just because of their limited body of work. Like even when I saw even when I saw Trey Lance play, I always found that he he's not really a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that he kind of you no, know, he he's always like a run first sort of guy. Right. And then I did I found that his accuracy wasn't that great either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's a rookie, right? Yeah. You have to give rookies time, just like Josh Allen was a rookie one time uh, at one point. Patrick Mahomes was a rookie at one point. You have to give them time to develop, right. and I don't think they really gave him a fair shot yet. But Brock Purdy has been so steady that I feel like if they if they if they chose if they chose Trey Lance over Brock Purdy, um, I feel like the whole I feel like the whole um, the whole team would probably revolve on them just because they're so behind Brock Purdy right now. And he does exactly what they need him to do. Like, he's not flashy. He might not score, like, a million touchdowns, but he is capable of taking over a game. Like, he did have a few games where he had three touchdowns, over 300 yards. But most importantly, he doesn't make mistakes, and that's the most important part. That's the biggest part. That is the biggest part right there. He he does not make mistakes. Like Honestly, he's been so consistently steady in a way that Jimmy G has never been. Because we, even, with, even with Jimmy G, even if they're on an eight-game win streak, you know there's going to be a game or two where he's where he's going to be trying. You're gonna, you you would think at a certain point he's, he's trying to fix the game because he's, he's trying to give it up to the other team so much. Like you think he's got, he's got money on the, other, on, on the other team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at this point, it's like he's been so consistent in terms of not turning the ball over. He's been a great, I would say, an elite game manager right now. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And for a rookie, that's all you could ask for. You can't ask for anything better than that. Honestly, yeah. you really can't. No, you re- you you really can't. Like he's made all the th- he's made he's made all the throws. He throws with confidence. Like that's the thing I give him. Like he's con- he's very confident. Yeah, he definitely throws with confidence. And I mean, most important part is he doesn't give he doesn't give the ball away. No, you know they just need somebody to not lose the game because they have. They have so many good so players many good on that players. on that offense. Yeah. They just have to make sure nobody throws the ball away, nobody fumbles the ball away, which all are things that Jimmy G is notorious for. Like yep. Jimmy G, he is the most, and, and this goes all the way back to his days with with the Patriots. Like number one, this guy is always injured. Like he'll have, he'll give you enough games that you'll have hope in him, but then he gets injured and he's out for the next five six games, yeah. right? 
or it's that or he loses the he fumbles at the most ridiculous times he throws the ball away he gets it intercepted at the most ridiculous times to a point where he hurts the team he's so inconsistent like they, he's good enough for them to play to, for them to pay him top dollar but he's not good enough like i find anyways to really take a team to the super bowl even though he has at times like he's played on teams that have been in super bowls yeah. but i just feel he's just too inconsistent well, well, well. Look at last year's um, last year's NFC Championship game last year, right? Like, I remember when 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 um, when the Rams went up in the fourth quarter. I think I was texting you like, "Yeah, this game's over," and I'm a Niners yeah. guy. <laughs> I, had, I had no confidence that he was going to make it up the field. None. I had zero confidence. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, you know how I feel yeah. about Jimmy G. I've never been the biggest fan, but yeah. but like that's the thing with Purdy though, like. Like the stakes are at his highest right now. Can he can he keep his resolve? Because if he can, like honestly, mm-hmm. I think I think not only are they, will they will they win, I think it's going to be one of the most like mm-hmm. captivating and utterly shocking wins what we'll see at, at least from this type of quarterback situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like, okay. But then, but then the one thing I'll, I'll say too is like, and I'll ask you this: like, like how much do you think that's coaching? And the reason why I say that is because. Like Shannon has done a great job coaching up. Like him and his staff has done a great job coaching up their players. Once, once we're healthy, once the Niners are healthy, like we're we're damn near unbeatable. Like, we're, yeah. like, like, and I mean from top to bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Demarco Ryan's right now has done an immaculate job as a defensive coordinator, right? Yeah. But they, it's, but it's like, and, and to your point, like with the running back situation, we had Elijah Mitchell was basically anytime any anytime we had a running back that got hurt. We had Jeff Wilson. We had this guy. We had that guy. We just plug yeah. and play. And now we have McCaffrey, who was like a real number one in terms yeah. of in terms of a running back. And like Mitchell's like a fantastic. Like we have Mitchell. Mitchell should be a number one. Like we would be. We're fine with Mitchell. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We're fine with Mitchell. And now we. And now he's like your number two. You know. I what know. I mean? So that's so that's I'm like so so in terms of quarterback play. You know, I I do wonder like how much is that great coaching as opposed to just Purdy just playing incredible. I'm sure it's a combination of both, but I, I don't yeah. I don't rule out the coaching. You know, the the coaching job that those guys are doing too. It's you know what it's honestly I would say if anything it's like maybe I would say maybe sixty forty maybe even seventy thirty honestly in regards to coaching yeah. because I feel like Shanahan always puts his offenses he designs his offenses he puts. He creates offenses where they have the best opportunity to win. And that's regardless of who's playing, regardless of the running backs that's playing, regardless of the wide receivers that's playing. And you could tell by his plays. Like, his plays are creative, um, you know, a lot of sweeps. Um, you know, at one point, they were treating Debo like he was almost like a running back. Um, they're just really, really cre- – he's really, really creative with his offensive schemes. And he, he's quarterback-friendly. I mean, Purdy's great. Don't get me wrong. He's a great quarterback right now. But the fact that he has so many weapons around him and he has Shanahan calling the plays, yeah. I mean, that's that's a recipe for success for most rookie quarterbacks. Most regular, yeah. I mean, he's just he's fantastic, honestly. When they got Trey Lance, for him to make those moves, or, or Lynch, for them to make those moves and trade our draft picks for, for Lance, you know they must feel highly about this guy, you know what I mean? In, ter- in terms of his his talent, like you know, it's he, like obviously he's got to he's got to you got to work on him some more, and he's got to get healthy, obviously too. But but you know, for them to do that, they they must feel like okay, this is our guy. 
Like yeah. no more plug and plays, no more Jimmy G types. Like this is our. I mean, that was that's, that's what it was supposed to be until he, excuse me, until he broke his uh, his ankle. It was the second game, second second game of the season, right? Yeah, absolutely. So until that absolutely. happened, like that was supposed to be the situation, right? We're we're riding or dying with Trey. So yeah. that's that's why I'm like, how much is this? Is just great coaching because I mean, I, I like I think the way they and I'm, just, I'm I'm not knocking Purdy. I'm just like they do a really good job coaching up their players. They really yeah. do. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. But I mean, at the end of the day, the players the player the players the person who has to play, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, you could put him in the best scheme. You can put him in the best scheme, but he still has to be able to make those throws. And Pur- Purdy has been able to make those throws. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, I think he's better than Jimmy G, and he hasn't really even played that many games. But so far, just looking at him, like, didn't he have like a ninety-eight yard drive? Um, I think was it last week, but they they said that that was the longest they had the longest playoff drive that San Francisco's ever had. Wow! He drove the field like ninety eight yards or something like that, yeah, he's, which he's, is made more than Jimmy G has ever, ever done. done. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's really steady back there. I really really like this kid, man. And considering he was mystery relevant, like last pick, like the very last pick in the draft, like that was a steal, man. You know, honestly, Roger, when they played Seattle, I was kind of like, okay, let me see how he is. And I and we I didn't get a chance to really watch the full game. We had like a prior engagement, but um, um, but I remember the um, I watched the third quarter and the way he kind of like settled in in the third quarter. Like by the time I, I had to I had to leave, I remember I think that's when he threw, he threw the TD to, to Debo and Debo ran it like seventy five yards. But like, mm-hmm. but that that composure in that quarter alone was like, okay, wow, like this is not, okay, this kid's for real, like this yep. is not, you know what I mean? Like that's when I was like, okay, shit, like we can really go somewhere if this if he's gonna be like this, then damn, okay, yeah, you know, because that yep. that was an impressive run. That third quarter to me was in, like going into the like that. It was about a ten minute span. That was really it. Really said a lot to me, you know what yep. I mean? In, in that span. So going forward, I mean, <clears throat> and last thing I'll say too about. To your, uh, uh, I guess to circle back to Jalen Hurts, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm shit happy for the guy because, I mean, think about it. Remember, he got bumped out of Alabama for Tua, right? And, and uh, <laughs> um, remember, he got bumped out for he had, he had to transfer, he had to go to Oklahoma because Tua took over at, at Alabama, and then he gets to Philly, like, like up even up until last year, it wasn't a sure shot that he'd be starting. Going into this season, it wasn't like. It wasn't like, oh man, like we got hurts, we're riding high. It was like, yeah, we got hurts. We'll see what happens, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And the way he's matured, the way he's taken over. Plus, on top of that, we discussed this even offline. The fact that they actually got a number one receiver that helps young quarterbacks immensely. Like people don't understand, and this and this is the thing that drive drives me crazy about about uh, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. They yep. don't have a number one guy for this 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 man. Like, have yeah. if you have a number one guy in place, like a real number one wide receiver, it opens every everybody. It's like everybody else gets slotted in, the, in their proper place. Agreed, agreed, one hundred percent. I I was wondering what are these GMs thinking? Like, what what is Bill Belichick thinking? <laughs> you know, there's like there's so many. Even even if even if you don't if you don't have the draft capital to get a number one wide receiver in the draft, there's always guys that are available um, that you could always that you could always steal tra- make a trade for a, with another team. 
when you don't have a number one wide receiver and if you don't have somebody that the defense is scared of, that somebody that has some that the defense has to kind of plan around, it's it's such a detriment to your offense. It really is. Yeah. Like there's no quarterbacks. A quarterback's best friend is the number one wide receiver. Somebody where they could just chuck it up and you know that this person's gonna be able to run under it and catch the ball. Perfect example, Devontae. Jamar Chase, um, Debo Samuels, A.J. Brown, like all these guys are number one guys that the defense has to either double team or even plan, like create game plans around or else they're going to put up like 150 yards on them. Yep. And, you know, getting A.J. Brown on the Philadelphia Eagles was such a huge, huge, huge move for Jalen Hurts and his development. And because of, because of that one move right there, they opened up the whole offense. And now you could tell how good Jalen Brown, uh, J- um, Jalen Hurts really is. Yep. yep. It's like some of these GMs. What What are you guys thinking, man? What are you guys thinking? Perfect example is Baltimore. Like, what are you guys thinking? And then they get surprised when when Lamar Jackson, who has to do everything, he has to run, pass the ball, do everything himself because he has no number one guys. He gets injured. And his stats aren't high because he has no wide receivers to pass to. When your best right see wide receiver is a tight end and there's nobody else even close to I being know. as good as that tight I end, know. that's a huge issue. That's a huge problem. And and especially for them going into the division now where Cincinnati is like they're they're rising like the Phoenix right now. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're at that point now where it's like, okay, like we used to battle with the Steelers. You know, the Steelers are kind of down a little bit. The Browns might be something because now you're getting Deshaun Watson for a full season. There mm-hmm. may be coming. You know what I mean? Cincinnati's going to be there. Like, you got to keep up now. This isn't something yeah. where it's like, ah, we're going to be – we got Lamar, we're good. It's like, no, you still get Lamar, but we got we need weapons now. That's all I was saying yesterday. I'm like – and I don't know mm-hmm. if this is being reported or anything like that, but I'm like, they need to be making some hard looks at, at uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre. Yep. Like to yep. me, to me, I'm like you do you do everything you have to do to make sure he's in he's in black and purple next year. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And there are guys that are going to be available next year too. Yeah, I mean T Higgins comes to mind. Yeah, that, um, who else? Um, that guy that played for Houston that's been around all over the place. What's his name? Um, Brandon Cooks. Yep, yep. Cooks wants out. He wants out badly. Um, there's quite a few guys that are going to be available. I mean, you have to get one of them at least. You yeah. need to get somebody. Give Jamar some sort of help, and then you could see how well he he's going to do. Like, I mean, he was pretty good when he had Hollywood Brown before Hollywood Brown defected. Well, well, I mean, Roger, we know how good he is. He won the MVP like two years That's ago. True. So yep, we, yep. we know how good he is, but imagine how much better he can be, and how you know what I mean, like sure. in, in terms of. And now you want to keep him healthy if you're going to pay him all that money. So you got you got to stack a, a number one receiver with him. You have to. You have to spend the money. You have to spend the money. But I feel like Baltimore is almost like a New England sort of. They don't really spend their money on their offense. They spend their money on their defense. defense yeah. They always spend their money on the and, defense. And so they always game. have like a top-ranked defense, but then the offense is always lacking. And that's always gets what gets them every single year. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But to circle back to Hurts, I think that's what, that's what catapulted this team. I mean, they're really good. They're coached really mm-hmm. well, but – that like getting that that uh, that receiver getting AJ Brown changed everything for them offensively. It opened yeah. everything. He was a completely different player than what he was last year. Yeah, it's true. That's absolutely true. And now he's flourishing. Yeah, I mean, I still think he should be MVP. To be honest with I you, I think so too. 
I think you know, so. I, yeah, I love Mahomes, but um, I mean, Mahomes has a good story, right? He lost Tyreek Hill. He lost his number one, well, his number one wide receiver anyways. He still has Travis Kelsey, yeah. which is amazing. But he lost he lost Tyreek Hill. And he's one of the few quarterbacks in the league that actually lost their number one wide receiver and still did as well or even possibly better after they were gone. Yeah. Which kind of blows my mind because, to be honest with you, I didn't see that one coming. Nope. Um, but, I mean, he... You know what? If it was to go to Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, I wouldn't have that big of an issue because I feel like in terms of value for the team, they're pretty much even. But I mean, I, I still think Hurts did enough to win it, and I feel like he should have won it because I, I do feel like the Eagles have the best record in the league right now. Well, they had the best; they ended the season with their best record, yeah. and their well, offense was high flying. And I mean, everybody was saying, "Oh, well, Jalen Hurts is just a system quarterback because he has such good pieces around him." They had to eat crow after he got injured, and he lost. They literally lost what two out of the three last games of the season because yeah. of it. Yep. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so hey. Imagine how much better the record could have been if Addy was healthy the whole time. Had he been healthy? Listen, if he had been healthy, I would, I'm would. i 100% convinced he would have won the MVP. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, you know what? Sometimes things don't work out necessarily. So, but, all, right, all right. So, money time, bro. Who you got? Uh, Philadelphia, man. I have the Eagles, guy. You mother... <laughs> fly eagles fly calvin fly eagles fly <laughs> you motherfucker uh, <laughs> uh honor, yeah you know you know i'm right I, I should i give a score i'm gonna say i have to say san fran i have to it's it's in my well, DNA. it's I your gotta, team I, i'd I be disappointed if you did i would be disappointed if you didn't yeah i i, I gotta I, you know I, I gotta do it but but i do really think they got a real shot like i think honestly i think if purdy's as stable as he's been this whole time no turnovers. I'm like, it's. I think honestly, I think the game comes down to a field goal. It's going to be within three points or less. I think so. I, I think so too. And I agree. I I agree with your assessment there. I feel like it's anybody's game. Like I like Philadelphia. The only reason I, like I said, I think that they have the up, might have the upper hand is because of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But I mean, when you look at the both teams, there's no teams that there's no team there's no other teams in the league that match up so evenly with with each other. So, I mean, I feel like it's going to be maybe a difference of maybe, you know, a field goal, maybe one or two points. Yeah. Um, and it's going to come right towards the end. Yep. Like, I feel like it's just going to be a battle. I don't feel like there's going to be one team that dominates the other team. I just feel like both defenses are so solid. Both offenses are solid. I almost feel like it's more going to be more like a defensive game, to be honest with you. Um, just because their two defenses are just so strong. Honestly, this is probably one of the first times ever that I'm – I'm looking forward to watch a game, and, and I'm looking almost as forward as one of the keys. I want to see what the offensive line on both sides of, 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 the, uh, of the football is going to be like. like. I want to see the line domination as much as mm -hmm. anything else because like our offensive line is crazy. The Eagles' offensive line is crazy. Their defensive yeah. line is crazy. We got Bosa in them. We crazy too. You know what I mean? So <laughs> – I'm like, man, I can't like that. Just that alone, I want to see. Forget, forget all the talent. I want to see the line. I, I yeah. want, I want to see Bosa going up against Lane Johnson. Like, I, I want to see. Yep. That's gonna be insane. Yep, yep, yep. I agree completely, man. It's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle in the trenches. That's what it's gonna be. Whichever team, whichever O line or O line or defense takes over, they're gonna be the winner of the game. Yeah. I'm 100% convinced. Absolutely. Um, that's why for for real football fans, 
this is definitely going to be the game to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, whereas I feel like the the KC and Bengals game will be more high flying, high scoring. I feel like this game is going to be more like battle of the trenches, which running game could get off. Like this is going to be like true football. You know, I think it's more going to be like maybe I don't know the score will be maybe like, I don't know, maybe 14, 14 to 10 or something along those lines. Yeah. Just a lot, a lot more low scoring. And it's just going to be a battle. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And I hate your guts. We got to go. I got, <laughs> but thank, but, but thank you for hopping on this uh, the, on the Av man and, and and doing this, especially with the, with these football conversations. It's uh, uh, it's 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 a it's it's a great weekend for football, man. I haven't been hyped to watch like, yeah, I mean, usually you are every year, but I, there's like a, a, a there's like a a heightened hypeness to this right now. Oh, absolutely, and I'm sure your team being inside the your de- your your team being inside of the conference finals probably has a lot to do with it too, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. That yes, that that's that, that's that's a fair assessment, Roger. Yeah, yeah yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, Calvin. Thank you, man. You know I love these football talks. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you for checking out this Saturday edition of the Av Podcast. I appreciate you for listening and shout out once again to South Shirai family member Roger Callender for, for breaking down the two matchups from the championship weekend. All right, yo, this was supposed to be out yesterday, but due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> um, it's out this morning. So my apologies if you're looking out for it yesterday. But thanks for the love. Regardless, we'll be back with a new episode next week. It'll be out on Friday. In the meanwhile, if you missed out on Thursday's episode about the whole Dana White situation, you can check it out now. And check out my website for all my past shows over at SouthSharav.com. And I know you checked out the show, whichever apps you like best in terms of listening to it. But when you get there, make sure you subscribe to the show. Hit that like and favorite buttons and click on them five stars for me. Please give me all them stars like if Sizzle was singing on the hook. If, if you know the original Black Panther soundtrack, you, you, know, you know the reference. You get the reference. All right, so stay with me. And don't forget, once again, the, the OG website is SouthSharav.com. For Roger Calendar, my name is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Sharav Radio. All right, until next week, I'm out. And one more thing. Go Niners! Go Niners!